So first, I'm sorry for the late start. Amir Tzashem, next week, we're going we're gonna to flip back. Right, Steve? We're going to do 745. 745. We're going to do like Smichas. We're going to do 745 Mincha. And then Shir. Then we're going to do Smichas Chavar. Uh, then we'll go to the mikvah, and then we'll go ahead and we'll uh, <laughs> eat chicken, and then and then we'll start. <laughs> it's gonna be a pack night. Clear, 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 whatever, it's all right. Clear, clear your schedule. Clear your schedule. <laughs> Dairy. All right. And, and so, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll switch up because I'm sorry. Thank you everyone for accommodating. I know it's a late start, but. Okay, let's, let's, I got, yeah, all right, I can do it, I can do this, I'm up for the challenge. All right, so we are picking up from page 44, page 44, Osiotest, it's actually a very moving and dramatic piece, where the Mechaber explains the following idea, he says as follows, Yesh Tamar Noshim, page 44, if anyone needs Svarim, we still have, uh, still have extras around over here. So he says, Yeshnam. Oh, no, it's not mine. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> he wants two. Take two. No, I'll no, 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 more for me to drink. Good. You this one? Page 44. Page 44, He writes as follows. Yeshnam anoshim hachoshvim. Sherakim anshe emes nekiye hadas. He says, I'm listen to this. He says, there are some people who feel that ultimately, again, his lashon over here is that they're the only people who are anshe emes, who are men of truth, People of people of pure intent. People of pure intent. And these individuals feel that Lamaisa, they really represent the highest form of genuinity. Right? Just people who hold themselves to be to be very high. People who hold themselves, you know, to be genuine people, to be the kind of people ultimately again who are Nikiya Hadas. They hold themselves out like this. He says, and what happens? They don't engage in self-deception. They don't engage in deception of the other. I just want to be clear. Interestingly enough, the Mechaber is not necessarily this as a, as, a, as a slight. right? When you read this, it sounds like he's talking about people who are very arrogant, you know, very, very high on themselves. He's talking about people over here who really, in general just try to be absolutely and completely genuine individuals. I will say, you know, many of us, many of us become content with not being genuine, right? I'm content with that. I'm, I'm not genuine and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. There are people who truly want to be genuine individuals. They, 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 want, they want to be genuine. And what they don't want to do is they don't want to engage in self-deception. Not deception of the others, not deception of themselves. They want to be truly genuine people. So listen to this. Which I always say, so at first glance, good or bad? Good or bad? What would you say? Good. Good, right? To be a genuine person who doesn't want to engage in self-deception and doesn't want to go ahead and deceive the other, that sounds fantastic. So here's the problem, I'll say. Watch this. Watch this. He says... He says, what's the problem? He says, When these people experience some, some moment of incredible... First of all, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't thank Rup Svi for the beautiful, beautiful spread. That's here. I'm very excited. I didn't eat, I didn't eat dinner yet. So after... So, going to town to the sponsors. It's incredible. Incredible. I see beautiful, beautiful. And who's the Mashke sponsor? He's been in stock in honor of his grandfather. Do you see what's the name? Your grandfather? Yaakov and Rosh Levi, and anonymous, and anonymous, right? Okay, you see, thank you, Father, Grandfather, Shabbos Shabbos, and Aliyah. Amen. See, thank you, as always. Thank you, 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Anonymous. Yes, thank you. Shkaya. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. Yitzi, can you tell us the caveat to sponsoring the alcohol? He didn't drink. Or believe in Hasidus. Right. Like they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. It's it's it's, it's self explanatory. Really. Really. You know what the incredible part is? Right now he's in the Olama MS and he sees the truth. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. All right, Trevor, let's continue. So remember again, speak. I'm going to stop being asked to like officiate an event. So it's like that. All right. So, I was like, so as we were saying before, so remember again, so the Piagetsna says we're talking about people who want to be genuine. Right? People, again, who, who literally, again, strive for this level of being genuine. So what happens? So the problem we'll say is, the haya kasha yagishu bekerbam ezam in his orus, the kedusha. What about the first part? Only them. No, so it's, it's, not even, it's not even meant. In other words, what they do is they hold themselves to a very high standard. He's talking about a person who is, you know, Chavra, let me ask you this question. The greatest challenge in establishing human relationships. What is the greatest challenge? Communication. Communication, beautiful. What's the greatest challenge in establishing relationships? Trust. So, right? Trust. And why is there a problem with putting your trust in someone? Because the truth is, like, at the end, I'm making myself vulnerable, and I don't really know that you're genuine. In other words, like, the greatest challenge we have is that people often are not genuine, right? Often people want something from us. And that's why they do the things they do. They say the things they say. And they act in the ways that they act. So I'll say, so th- that's the dynamic. So what the Mechaber is describing over here is not, it's not a bad person, not a Balgaiva, but someone who just like, I want to be a genuine person. That, that's my goal. And, and I hold myself out. And I will say, what does it mean you be, when you're a genuine person? When you're a genuine person? I will say, when you're a genuine person, it means you're going to say things that you realize. Interesting machlokis. Meseches ksuvis. Right? Machlokis yesham beisadol. That when you go to a chasana, you go to a chasana. So again, this is going to sound very countercultural, Right? But, um, right? Right? You tell a kala that she's beautiful. So basically, right? So, hey. Hey. <laughs> So Beisillah says, you should tell the Kala that she's beautiful. Well, Beisillah says, only tell her she's beautiful if she's beautiful. But if she's not beautiful, don't say it. Don't say it. What is Beisillah count? What happens if the Kala is not beautiful? So Beisillah says, right? Beisillah says, at the end of the day, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Right? At the end of the day, this man is marrying this woman, which means he finds her beautiful. So if he finds her beautiful, you can say that she's beautiful. That, that, that's the end of the story. I will say, what's the machlokas over here? Beishamai, Beishamai's entire essence was MS. Beishamai was all about MS. So Beishamai says, don't say something that's not true. If, if she's not beautiful, don't say it. Be genuine. You see, I will say, Beishamai, Beishamai often is like the purest. Right? That's, that's what Beishamai is. Beishamai is always the purest. So in the world of the purest, genuinity is incredibly important. Beishamai is not a purist. Beishamai is a realist. Beishamai is a realist. So over here, the, the Piagetzna is describing, Piagetzna is describing ultimately again, this concept of being a purist. And as a purist, like, I want to make sure that I'm genuine. So if I say something, it's going to be genuine. If I feel a certain, if I express an emotion, I want it, I, I just want to be genuine. It sounds beautiful. What's the problem? He says, <laughs> When a person like this feels 
some type of surge of holiness within. What ends up happening? What ends up happening? He begins to like literally second guess it. So I feel inspired. I feel inspired, right? So what does the genuine person do? So I feel inspired, but am I really inspired? Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the maker's mark. You know, maybe, you know, maybe it's the chili. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the schnitzel. You know, maybe, I, I don't know. In other words, maybe it's not, maybe it's not kedusha. Right? Maybe it's not the holiness. Maybe it's something else. In MS who, below Dimion Greda, and the person tries to figure out, like, is this true inspiration? I want to point out, you know, we were talking about before, we were making a job about Yitzi, about, you know, Yitzi saying his grandfather was not good. I say, you should just know, like, one of the one of the original arguments that like misnagdim had about chasidim was that it's not genuine it's not genuine that ultimately again those feelings of inspiration that you're getting from a lachayim that you're getting from a komzis that you're getting from a nigan that's not genuine they felt genuine inspiration comes from torah comes from torah if it's not coming from torah then it's just it's something Fluffy, that's nice, but that's not genuine inspiration. So, so the problem, says the Piaget, is that sometimes the very thoughtful person who just wants to be genuine in every area feels a wave of inspiration. And then what happens when he feels it? He second guesses it. Right? And what does he think to himself? It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Like I said, okay, right? it's this, it's the Kumzitz, it's the Shalashudis, it's the Havdallah, you know, it's the Lechayim. It's not real. It's not real. So look at the Piaget's says. He says, he says, sometimes a person will say, the inspiration is not from my soul. Where is the inspiration from? It's from my body. As well say, all kidding aside, person makes lechaim, person makes lechaim, and ultimately again, you know, calms down a little bit. You could feel a certain sense of, of elation, a certain sense of happiness, even a certain sense of inspiration. Is that God? Is that God? I, I don't know. Is, is, is that God or is that, you know, Tito? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know this Tito. Right? And I was like, like, you know, like, like you know, what, what is it? What is it? And ultimately, again, he's not sure exactly how to deal with all of this. So look what he writes. He says, Maybe again, Lemaisa, the elation that I feel has nothing to do with Hashem, but rather maybe it's some resolution of some problem that I was having or some type of physical pleasure that I'm having that's translating into a feeling of elation, but it's not real spirituality. So I will say, I, I just want to point out, this is something that's incredible. This tension is an incredibly important tension because sometimes, you know, you know I, I'll give you a perfect example of this, and I think, I think many of us will relate to this. I'll say one of the most startling things that many of us received from the pandemic, besides getting COVID, right, was, was this idea that like, davening is so much better when I do it alone, right? Like suddenly again, there was nowhere to rush to, there was nowhere to go to. I davened, I davened a 50 minute shachris on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, right? I never realized there were so many words of Pesuket Zimra, right? I never realized. I didn't know. I thought those pages were just like filler pages, right? And here, again, it's incredible. And there's Karbanos, and it's beautiful, and there's Halalukas, and there's Az Yashir. And to say Shema with a real feeling of accepting Hashem and Shemona Esrei, to actually focus on the Brachas, and it's great. And I can't tell you any conversations I have with people about, you know, I'm so much more inspired at home than I am at Shul. And in fact, unfortunately... You have people that dropped off the grid. 
It really did. People who just never really came back. I don't mean that they dropped away from Yiddishkeit, but dropped off the grid in many respects from like organized Jewish life. Because suddenly, so we'll say, I'll ask you, is that real inspiration? Is that real inspiration? So remember again, this goes a little bit back to what we were speaking about last week, when I think Steve brought up, right, this idea that sometimes you could feel what we would often term as a feeling of elevation or inspiration, even from non-Jewish music. Right, and we were speaking about like, is that inspiration? Is that inspiration? Some inspiration means a feeling that stems from something that is holy. So by definition, if I feel that, you know, davening at home is better than davening at shul, so that might be a feeling, but it's not inspiration. Could there be a lyric that's inspiration? I'm sorry? A there could be words, but again, like we talked about last week, inspiration right, has... Like behind it, correct. Like there there could be on, something... Sometimes you see the light in the strangers and places if you look at it right. So Jerry Applebaum can back me up on that. I'll back um, you up to the help. <laughs> anyway, but it's like a perspective changing when you really think of the deepness of that lyric. It's like, step back, look at it again. It could, it could stimulate thought. I, I, don't, I don't know that it's a dinner like inspiration. I don't know if it's an inspiration. So again, so I'll say, so I'll just point out something very interesting. So what the Mechaber says over here is that, so what happens when a person feels that they feel inspired, but the source of inspiration doesn't necessarily connect with the ideal in halachic practice, right? So here's a perfect example, right? I feel more inspired when I daven by myself. But halacha dictates that whenever possible, I daven with a minion. So how, 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 so how does that work? You might how not does that work? necessarily feel inspiration in every tefillah. So, okay, so this is where we get to what the PHS is driving at over here, is that people who really try to be genuine recognize that very often when you think you feel inspired, it may not actually be inspiration. It may be something else. It could be a feeling of elevation. could be a feeling of open-mindedness. It could be a feeling, a feeling maybe of connection in some way. But it might not be inspiration. Now watch this. It might be. It might be. Correct. But he's talking about over here, the thoughtful person, when he has this feeling of inspiration, the first thing he does is, well, one second, is this genuine? Is this not genuine? Is this real inspiration or is it something else? Look what the Piyajasana says. Let's get to the punchline. He says, So about this, the Pasek says, Woe to the people who are wise in their own eyes, and ultimately, again, see their wisdom opposite them. What does this mean? He says, say, this is incredible. Piazetzna says, sometimes in life you have to stop thinking so much. If you have a feeling of inspiration, and it came from something that has a source in holiness, right? Again, you know, you, you go to the, you go, you go to, you, you engage in something that is antithetical to Yiddishkeit and you say, oh, this makes me feel inspired. That's not inspiration. That's not inspiration. It might be pleasure. It's inspiration. But assuming that you're engaged in something proper and there's a feeling of inspiration that comes about, says the Piazetzna, don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Is it real inspiration? Is it not real? Piazetzna would say, who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't, re- yes. Sometimes I think Something like that could be a catalyst. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. The PSG, I think, is saying even something just, just more basic. He's saying sometimes don't overanalyze. Don't overanalyze. If you feel inspiration, write it. Write it. Don't, don't worry about is it actual, is it not? Is it genuine, is it not? If you feel it and you feel there's an opportunity here to reach into the recesses of your soul, just ride that wave. 
don't think too much about the genuinity of it. We'll say, he says so beautifully, he says, because the truth is any level of inspiration, on whatever way it comes, whatever level it comes, opens up the soul. And this is kind of what Charity was just saying. Sometimes, I'll say, sometimes even something that is not genuine inspiration could ultimately down the road, what? Lead to genuine inspiration. Don't doubt the feelings. Don't doubt the feelings. He goes on, he says, Listen to this. Even sometimes, I'll say, I'll give you an interesting thing. Sometimes, in, ever have it where sometimes in life you're feeling very emotional about something? Whatever, whatever the something is. And then you're davening, or there's a beautiful niggin in davening, right? And suddenly again, you just start crying. You just start crying. You just like lose yourself in, in the niggin. You lose yourself in the tefillah. So let me ask you, is that a spiritual experience? In other words, that like it could very well be that ultimately, again, the reason I'm losing myself in this is actually because I have a heavy heart regarding something else. Right? In other words, I have a family issue I'm dealing with. I have a personal issue I'm dealing with. I have a paranoia issue on the health. Whatever it is, that's what's on my mind. And that's what's weighing so heavily on me. It just happens to be that this particular nigun really struck me. And so like the floodgates are open. The floodgates are open. But it's not really about God. It's not really about God. So the Piagetzna says, who cares? What, what, what does it matter if it's actually about God or not actually about God? What matters is a genuine moment of emotion opens the soul. Whether the actual moment is one of inspiration and connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or whether or not it's a manifestation of something else going on in your life, at the end of the day, anything, remember I'll say, we keep seeing this over, anything that allows, us, that allows me to tap into my inner emotion is either inspiration, or as Jerry just mentioned before, the pathway to inspiration. But essentially, Piazzetna says, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I will say again, one of the most profound phrases, right, is analysis paralysis. You overthink anything enough in life, and the only logical thing to do is to do absolutely nothing. The the pi- perfectionist. 100%. So the Piaget's. It's not perfect. You didn't do the right. 100%. Don't, don't do it. Correct. So the Piaget'sna says, the Piaget'sna says, if you have that feeling of inspiration, just go with it. Just go with it. Is it genuine? Is it not genuine? It, it doesn't matter. Just ride that wave. He goes on, he says, Vafilu, Even if a person maybe is deluding himself a little bit, Viso Russo, Viscarshuso. And as I will say, sometimes when that person has that, you know, I, I don't know, I, I've experienced this many times where there's an incredible emotional tidal wave. And the truth is, I'm pretty sure it's not actually about Hashem. So other things happening in my life, but, but the tefillah is triggering it. Or there's a nigun that's triggering it. So the Piazzetna says, even if I know that most probably this is not about God, but it's not something else, it's okay. It's okay. He says, As long as you're not trying to purposely be self-delusional or trying to go ahead and fool other people, it's okay. This is a great line. Listen to this line. Because within 10, 10, um, within what we'll call 10 false moments of inspiration, there's at least one genuine one.
Isn't that profound? Isn't that profound? Within 10 false moments of inspiration, there's at least one genuine moment. It says the Piagenza was sometimes to get to the one, what do you need? What do you need? You need the other nine. So I'll say this to me is like such, so just to understand what the Piagenza is echoing over here is Basilo. So what is the Piagenza saying? Tell the Kala she's pretty, even if she's not. First of all, every Jewish woman is beautiful, so that doesn't, it's, it's not, uh, it's, uh, I, I have the mic, I have the mic over here, right? You know, seriously, I'm, I'll, call, I'll call on you when I need insights, all right? Uh, <laughs> so so Vesila says over here, so Vesila says, like, sometimes you just got to go with it because it's what the moment demands. The Piaschetzna says, sometimes just go with it, yeah. No, I, I had a, 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 an example that I've been going around for a long time. Remember when the, uh, when the satellite was out looking at Pluto? Why is this beautiful thing out there if not for us to see? Why? So it, it led me to conflict with that. Is it, not on an intellectual level, but it's more of an emotional, inspirational level. Beautiful. This is a God something that God did. Why is it out there? Right. We're just discovering it. Although, I think, Jerry, that, that, but that is, I, I would say, actually, that's a beautiful example of, like, a real inspiration. In fact, Rambam writes in Hukos Deos, he says, the primary way to connect with Hashem is ultimately through the natural world. He says, see the greatness of the natural world and you will fall in love with God. So I think that's a beautiful example, but to me, that's, like, absolutely genuine. That's absolutely genuine. I think with the Piagesta that's coming over here, and, I, and again, I, I feel like I've, is moments of like where I feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed with emotion. But the truth is, I'm not actually sure that the emotion is God. The emotion might be other stuff going on in my life, but like this was the area that allowed it to come out. And the Piagesta is just saying, don't be a purist. However, that's, that's the line. Don't be a purist when it comes to spirituality. If you could have a moment of emotion, go with it. Go there. Well, so remember again, this is with the Piagetsna in general feeling that what's the greatest challenge in life? The greatest challenge in life is that most of us are too emotionally guarded. We have multiple walls, and our walls have walls, and the walls of the walls have fortresses, and the fortresses have moats, and the moats have alligators, and, this, and there's so many layers that obstruct us from becoming emotional. So what the Piagetsna says is you have a moment of intense emotion, whether, whether the source is God or not God, Ride it. Just ride it and go with it. So he goes on, he says, Vamechakrim. And I will say, that line, is that not the best line? Out of ten, out of ten disingenuous emotional moments, you'll find one that's good. You'll find one that's good. And one out of ten, one out of ten is great. That's a great percentage. That's a great spiritual percentage for life. Well, hopefully more than one out of ten. But, but no, no. But, but, but correct. In other words, to say, I'll say it a little bit differently. In other words, sometimes, sometimes you give and you don't really know who or what you're giving to. But the assumption is if I condition myself to become a giver, something will be genuine. Yes. So what advice do you have when it's a, when it's a negative emotion? So remember, 
the Piyajatsnas, we, 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 he, he, he was Maramis, he hinted to this, that with negative emotion, what a person has to do is channel it, right? In other words, the Piyajatsnas said, whatever you're feeling emotion, emotion is energy. Whether it's positive emotion or negative emotion, that emotion, strong emotion is energy. Piyajatsnas says, if you have that, if you have that, channel it. How do you channel it? Well, he's given us a couple of examples. Number one, David, take out a tilim and just say a couple of tilim. Number two, go ahead, close your eyes and sing a niggin. Right, that's what he saw yesterday. Sing a niggin. Whereas take take the energy and channel it. Like I'm, I'm feeling angry, terrible. Right, there is a ton of energy coursing through me right now. So you can either allow it to continue in a destructive way, or shut it down and rechannel it. Not easy. Not easy. What the Piyazetsna says. Shemos says kavaiter. Says v'mechakrim and his kalel. Shenom nosim as hagoshen same lotos lotseis for the special bnei chakiras. Shemos says what happens? This is incredible. The mechakrim, those who are overly analytical. And do not allow their feelings to come out. What else do we call these people? Intellectuals. Yeah, yakas. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I got, I got. That's an honor of God. That's an honor of God. Right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding around. I'm kidding around. No, listen, Gabi's not like that. Gabi is probably the one person in this Gehila who brings out more emotion in more people. Than one could imagine. Than one could imagine. I can tell you, my, no, my most, my most emotional moments usually have God be included in them. So we'll say, but again, what he's describing over here is something amazing. What he's describing over here is something amazing is the mechakrim. So we'll say, so what happens? So the per- let's go back. The person, I want to be genuine. I want to be genuine. So what happens? The genuine person has this moment of quote-unquote inspiration. And what happens? Now he begins to drive himself crazy, right? Is it genuine? Is it genuine? So the Piyajetzna says, he says, Vamechakrim, those who are overly analytical an- analytical, and constantly analyzing their actions over and over, they don't allow their emotions, their feelings to come out. And to expand, because I will say, they're always too scared to express emotion because they're not sure if the emotion is genuine or not. We'll say, what do you get from that? You'll, you'll spend a life of self-doubt. A life of self-doubt. The Chol Yimehem, is very profound, Rak Rekos V'yeveshos. One who doesn't allow themselves to experience emotion, ultimately, again, will have an empty and dry life. Wow. What a statement. And also, we know it's true. We know it's true because we all know people who wall off their emotions. They can't create relationships. They can't really enjoy life. They can't be in the moment. They, they, they can't experience. They can't experience. Life becomes functional, but it's dry and it's empty. Kashparach, <laughs> should save such people? So again, so the Piaget's not, we'll say, what's the takeaway from this? takeaway from this is that when you have a moment of inspiration, just go <clears throat> and don't, don't engage in self-doubt. Don't engage. Maybe it's not genuine. Maybe it's not genuine. Right? It, it's possible. But even if it's not genuine, so it, uh, so right, it, it could pave the way for something great down the road. I will say, I want to point out something else. Even if it doesn't pave the way for something great down the road, the ability to experience emotion is a necessary piece, ultimately, again, to one's self-actualization. You cannot 
access your neshama without accessing Moshe. Now, again, there might be those who would argue with that. You know, I'll tell you, for example, you know, in brisk, in brisk, right? The dynasty of brisk. So intellect is king, and emotion is considered to be a sign of weakness. Rabbi Soloveitchik, Zechazadik Levracha, wrote that his, Rabbi Soloveitchik's father was Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik. Right? So Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik came to America first. Came to America first before the Rav. The Rav was studying in university in Berlin. And Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik was invited to be the Rosh Yeshiva of what was then Yeshiva's Rabbeinu Yitzchak Elchanan. So Rabbi Soloveitchik writes, he said, I said goodbye to my father at the train station, I think in Warsaw, Berlin, and we shook hands. We shook hands. Shook hands. And Rabbi Soloveitchik said, I never heard my father say, I love you. He said, I know that my father loved me very much. I know it. But my father never said the words, I love you. Because in brisk, right, in brisk, emotion was weakness. Intellect was king. And the logic behind that is because, again, the logic behind that is that, that ultimately emotion could become a runaway train. Intellect is precise, intellect is measured, and intellect always works within constructs and frameworks. So so I just want to point out, obviously, it's always important for for us to understand that we are learning a mahalach. We we are learning a mahalach. I I was just... uh, I was just... um, I, I spoke at a, at a beautiful seam tonight for, for boys at Ner Yisrael who finished, um, who finished Chafez Chaim Shmir Salashon. 250 boys in the high school in Ner Yisrael who finished, who finished Shmir Salashon. So they made a beautiful seam. So I was Zohar to, to speak over there. And when I was sitting, it was sitting by the, at the table a little bit. So one of the Rebbeim was there. And I had my safer with me because I had to prepare a little bit for sure. And so, so I had my safer with me. And one thing you can count on in Jewish events is that they're not going to run on time. So I was going, well, Hashem, it was plenty of time. So there's Rebbe said, He's like, yeah, I once spoke to an Adam Gadol, a great person. And he said, we don't really hold like the Piyashats. And I was like, Who's we, Kimosabi? Right, 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 you know, you know, you know. Who's who's we? You know, who's who's we? Who's we? Who's we? Don't hold like the Piagets, no. So I, I, I whatever. It's not important. Again, say, so again, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was being fact. I'm seeing, I'm seeing still to else. We'll say again. Understand, we are learning a particular darach, but it's important to understand. That, that this is not the only darach. And there are those who read this every like, no way. No way. This is fluff. This is this. You know, your emotions, this, that. Come on. Sit down. Sit your tochas in the seat. Open the Gemara. Get to work. Start doing. And let's go. Right? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Right? Enough with the fluffy, the imagining, the singing, the closing your eyes, the this, the that. Just get working. Just get working. So again... I'm pointing it out. The Piyajetz is our Rebbe. Is our Rebbe. So again, we, we subscribe to his Ashkafa and we subscribe to this approach. But again, I'm, I'm just mentioning it to you that it's important to understand that there are, there are different... And I will say, no one claims superiority. You know, we, we make jokes about... But you know, no one has... No, no one's cornered the market on finding HaKadosh Baruch There are many different pathways. I'm just pointing out, here we're following the ways in the Piyajetz now. But I just want to point out that some might say emotion is a train wreck waiting, waiting to happen. Right? You, you, you want emotion to take control? Emotion, are, you, are you crazy? Are literally, are you out of your mind? Do you know what happens when you put emotion in the driver's seat? All kinds of terrible things happen. Intellect has to reign. Piyajetz is saying no. Piyajetz is saying emotion is the way to the neshama. 
Emotion is the way to the neshama. Even and there, society. I, mean, I don't understand like how they cannot see like the the whole '60s hippie movement. Yeah, it definitely tore away the fabric of society in a lot of ways and made things worse. But at the same time, pushed a lot of people who were Jew by name only into spirituality because of the music and unfortunately other things. But they it put them on the search to get them in the right direction. Now you have these Bali Shuba. Right. There was this whole movement that, that was inspired by something. It's true, but I could counter that. And when you look at the trends in contemporary society, they are totally devoid of logic. Right. And oh, all emotion, for sure, for and sure. only emotion, right? Sure. The idea that, that you could identify based on that, that's not a lot. I'm saying this, it's not logical. Right. It's not, it's so again, I would say here, here's the beautiful part in Yiddishkeit, right? Our goal always is to be able to take, you know, you know, to be able Yiddishkeit is like a little bit of a smorgasbord in a beautiful way, and the goal is to be able to take a little bit from different things and ultimately, again, combine them into a comprehensive Judaic identity. Again, to me, this speaks to me very much because in general, again, I identify more with emotion than I do with intellect. But again, I, we, it's just important for us to recognize that not everybody agrees with this. So let me say again. Sure. So when I was <clears throat> last few years in Atlanta, I, I belonged to a Hasidic shul that started with a C. I'll have to figure it out. Um, Hasidic. <laughs> Hasidic. Yeah. Different kind of Hasidic. Carlin Stalin? <laughs> That's a K. That's a K. Oh, we don't think that. We're good. We're good. We're good. Right. good. So anyway, so there was, a, there was an assistant rabbi. Kisamer. Right, yeah. The assistant rabbi was right. teaching Gamora once Self-say. a week. He was teaching Gamora, so I went yeah. to the Gamora class once a week with him. Yeah. He was a good teacher, and I said something like, you know, I'm a little confused. I thought... I said, you know, sometimes I don't have a filter. And I said, I thought, you know, the, you know, the C didn't really, like, uh, emphasize Gomorrah so much. But they just drink vodka. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, he got so incensed. And he was going on and telling him, no, 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 He defended all, all the whole movement and everything. You are the first person I've ever met that had so much emphasis on, on the, the text and, and the, you know, Daphne, everything, you love it. But at the same time, Really emphasize the emotional, so I'm I'm still very confused as to what <laughs> path. I mean, are you supposed to be you know Rabbi Silver and and it's really emotional, but also intellectual, but subs- you know subsist the intellectual to the emotional or what's, what's the foundation? What's the, what? so, so here's what I tell you, my job is not to tell anybody what to be, right? My job is to present many different pathways in life. What my personal feeling is, is I think that there is what to take from everything. I think if all you do is learn Hasidus all day and you never open up a Gemara, you're deficient. I don't know. In other words, there's something missing from your spiritual diet. It's like, 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 like you're iron deficient. You know, there's something missing. If all you have is Gemara, but you don't have the Piagetzna, you're deficient. You're deficient. It's, ba- it's, it's, it's so much, but the beautiful part, you see, it, here's the difference, is people think, people think that you have to choose. See, like, in general, like, Jews are like this, well, it's like, it's like whose camp are you in? Right. Hey, who's your Rebbe? Well, what, what sect? Well, what, what movement? What this? And, and meanwhile, and meanwhile, at the end of the day, at <laughs> I, I can't work under these conditions. I get under these conditions. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, that's like your second strike. You know, just, uh, 
I think the beauty of Yiddishkeit is the ability to see the incredible offering and then like be able to forge an identity that takes something from everyone. That's, that's what I think. So like, yeah, you have to be, you have to learn Gemara. And every Jew should finish Shas. Every Jew should finish Shas. But at the same time, Hasidus opens up like an emotional dynamic that you can't find from anywhere else. But how can you live life without Mesilas Sharon? Right? Without Shara Bitochen. Right? So they're not Hasidus. Like, yeah, in other words, I, I need it all. I, so who, like, where, where, I need the Piazetzna. I need the Ramchal. I, I need the Shara Bitochen. I need Daf Yomi. I'm sorry? Okay, so, so again, there, there is enough time for everything if we prioritize in the right way. Okay, maybe not every single thing every single day, but there's always enough time. But I think that's the goal. I, I think like, you know, the notion that we have to fit ourselves into a movement or into a box or into a this or into a that or into, you know, I will tell you just like on a personal level, one of the most difficult things I find is often just on a very like, I don't feel like I belong anywhere within the organized Jewish community. That's what I was saying. I don't know. I, I, like, 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 yeah, like, like, where do I belong? Like, I don't know. Like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like this. I'm not like that. I'm a little bit like this, a little bit like that. Like, a lo- I love a lot of this. I love a little bit of that. And and I, the way I've made my peace a little bit with this is like, I don't have to be defined by fitting into a group. My group is I'm a Torah Jew. That's my group. That's my group. I want to live a life of Shulchan Aruch. I want to live a life of Halacha. I want to go ahead and I want to finish Shas multiple times. I want to learn Chasidos. I want to become the best version of myself. I want to be excellent in my Me'adol And I'm going to use every single avenue at my disposal in order to be able to get there. That's my movement. My follow-up be, question is... Yeah. Oh, oh, my follow-up question. Exhausted. I get it. Good, good, yes. So my follow-up question is, so therefore are the people that for 3,000 years that were our forefathers before Hasidus came around, were they deficient? No. You see, here's the incredible thing. Hasidus... It's not like the Baal Shem Tov came like along. No, 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 no. No, it's a good question. No, it says, it's not, just to be clear, it's very important. The Baal Shem Tov didn't invent new concepts. He tapped into something. He, did. he tapped into something. Remember, Hasidus is very much based on, on Jewish mysticism. Right? Zohar. Where did Zohar come from? Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That's the Talmud. So you're talking about a body of knowledge that is as ancient as the Gemara itself. It's just now again, you know, there's a variety of reasons why often we'll call it Hasidic-like teachings or Kabbalistic teachings were often relegated to the back burner. False messiahs certainly did not help, right? So that 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 made a lot of the study of Jewish mysticism in general. So just because so the Bashantov did not come up with anything new. He took bodies of knowledge that existed, and he said, and he said, ultimately, let's learn it. Let's delve into it. What the Bashantov did do is something else, though. One thing he did do, which was a novel approach, is he said, not everyone could find that Kaddish Baruch Hu solely by the learning of Torah. Before the Bashantov HaKadosh, there was one access point, and the access point was learning. Sechevra, you know, sometimes we forget, like, we have Art Scroll, we have Koran, we have Safaria. So you could decide tomorrow that you want to learn and you've never learned before in your life and suddenly, like, you're on. You're on. Remember, 
before any of these things existed, if you had an extensive yeshiva education, you could learn. And if you didn't have an extensive yeshiva education, you could not learn. So you had wide swaths of the Jewish population just disaffected. The Baal Shem Tov said, there is meaning in the religious experience of davening. And there is meaning in the religious of having a lachayim. And there is meaning in the religious experience of telling stories about sadikim. So in that respect, the Baal Shem Tov widened the net. And the Drov Chassidus, I just want to point out, the Drov Chassidus, at least initially, was not by the intellectual elite. It was by the common folk. Because for the first time in the very long time, the common folk felt enfranchised. So, chas v'shalom, to say that anyone before us was deficient. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. Chasidus did, didn't, is not espousing anything new. It's taking ancient wisdom, and it's just simply going ahead and bringing it now to the masses, and then packaging it in a little bit of a different way. I like that answer, and I know I'm talking too much, but great. I like that answer. The, the only problem I have with it, and I've heard that answer many, many times about how it's, I mean, you're not the first one that's ever said that to me, about how it enfranchised everybody. But to me, that's a definition of deficiency. If only the elite had it and the masses couldn't do it, that's deficient to me. I don't know. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I think that things evolve in different ways. I don't know. The truth is, I'm not enough of a historian. Like, to know exactly, like, what the situation of the masses was. I, I don't know. Well, you, you're, I mean, you've, I've heard it many times, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, I, true? yeah the Romavinu was, yeah, was trying to bring God yeah, to, the to the masses by just bringing everyday people into his, yeah. his den. Right. He was doing that long before. Yeah, yeah. The KGB there is, especially in that God of the parts of the, of the Gemara, there's a lot of emotion there. Oh, there, there, by the way, there is emotion in, in everything. Yeah. There's emotion in everything, right? Well, what did we just do in today's daf? Today's daf, right? Chetziv bebiya, the chetziv benefila, right? In that one line, in that one line, what if half of my life is advancing and half of my life is failure? What's the status of my life? What does the gemara say? Teiku, teiku. It's such a simple line. So you, you could read it with intellect, or you could read it with emotion. If you read it with intellect, it's asking a halachic question. Right? If part of your body comes with drawn water and part of your body is immersed, so what's the halacha? What's the halacha? Or you create it with emotion. If part of your life is spent advancing and part of your life is spent failing, what's the nature of your life? I'm sorry? Correct, correct. I'm just saying it, 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 it depends how you read it. It depends how you read it. Right? It was Maim Shuvin, right? It, it, it depends how you read it. So emotion can be brought into, into, into anything. All right, well, so you know what? I think we're going to. Sorry. No, Shalom. Don't, don't, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's a great question. So, say, so again, bottom line, let, what's, what's our takeaway? What's our takeaway? Take so, right, take take no, no, no. Chas don't overthink it. Our takeaway, and this is really it. Don't it, overthink it. If you feel it, if you feel it, go with it. If you feel it, ultimately, again, just enjoy it. If you feel it, is it is, if you feel it, by does feeling it make it automatically genuine? No, maybe not. Maybe not. But remember again from the PHS's perspective, the most important thing is utilization of emotion to access the spiritual. That's the most important thing. And if you have that moment of spiritual, of, of emotional awakening, ride that wave. Why? Because even if nine out of ten times it's not genuine, if the tenth time is, mission accomplished. I have a stop over here for today. Shkoyach.